You're listening to a podcast from Victory. Through the Holy Spirit, ordinary believers can work extraordinary miracles. No more in week four of Behind the Scene. The title of our series is called Behind the Scene. Okay? And here we are highlighting the person, the Holy Spirit, and the role in the life of every disciple. Okay, at the end of the day, we want that we would be able to trust the Holy Spirit when it comes to preaching the Word, when we proclaim the Gospel to people. As we end this series behind the scene, haven't you noticed na that our theme is, is about yung behind the scene? Okay? Or behind yung not the scene scene, but behind the S-C-E-N-N-E. And as we talk about behind the scene, of course, one of the things that would come, come in my mind is particularly movies. When I was young, uh, when there's a movie that's going to be shown, a local channel would show the behind the scene of, of a particular movie, how, how they would do. Uh, next year, I, one of the movies that I'm very expectant and I'm excited for is this, okay? Batman versus Superman, I'm a comic book fan, and I'm. Kumera na ako pagpipiliyan sa kanila. I I always would choose a Batman because I always find Superman a little boring. Konting suntok lang tapos na yung laban. I like Batman. There's a struggle, but I'm very excited for for this movie. And I'm sure if you've seen the trailers, uh, it it makes you excited to 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 just watch this movie. But there are some clips that that I I saw, di ba? When 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 you watch a movie, or like the Batman vs. Superman, uh, what else movies do you like? Uh, Avengers, Star Wars is coming, the end of the year. Every time we watch, we are amazed with all the special effects, how the actors would fight, or how they would carry themselves. But there are some pictures that I saw in the internet. As we see this Batman and Superman in, in their glorious uh, uh, form, you would see here that here's Superman wearing a trench coat, probably it's cold, and he's talking to one of the crew. And also, you can see here, uh, Batman, not in his glorious form, uh, parang solo person, but he's talking to probably the director. And you know what? Those are the things that we don't see in a movie. Those are the things that, that we do... That usually happens behind the scene. And you know what? Sometimes when we watch a movies, it's so amazing and all of that, but we don't know what are the things that happened behind the scene. When we have a church service, before we have all of this, what happens behind the scenes? Who prepared the seats? Is it the Holy Spirit who prepared the seats? Is it uh, how did the team, the music team who played here, how were they able to, to come here and be able to talk about what song to sing, uh, uh, trying to blend with, the, with, where, with their voice and instruments? Or the, the team at the back trying to, pre- to prepare the, the PowerPoint, the, the songs, if it's too loud, the, the lights? Those are the things that we don't see behind the scenes. But also, it, it also tells us that the things that happen behind the scenes are very, very important. For example, uh, how many of you here watch wrestling or have seen uh, wrestling? Let me tell you, you know what? Wrestling is, is not real. Okay? <laughs> wrestling is, is, is scripted. But how do they try to come up with, with, 
with okay, who's, who's going to to fall right now? Who's going to get hit? Of course, they talk about it behind the scene. And for them to make a dramatic uh, storyline, they have to talk about it. They have to plan it. That's the reason why it's important to know what's happening behind the scene. Right now, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit being the extraordinary. The question we want to answer here as we talk about, uh, as we end this series, is this. How can I do extraordinary things in my ordinary life? Have you ever thought of that? Have you ever heard the preaching, you know what, God has called you to do amazing things. God has called you to make an impact in your offices, in your family, in this nation. But then, after that preaching, when you go back on work or on Monday, how can I do amazing things in my ordinary life here in the office? How can I do amazing things or extraordinary things in my ordinary life? In my campus, how can I do extraordinary things in my ordinary life? Also, the question, can God use an ordinary person like me? Can God use a teacher like me? Can God use a student like me? Can God use an ordinary housewife like me? Can God use an ordinary employee like me? Those are the things we want to answer. And because this is October 31, we are going to take a story from, from a passage where there was a supernatural performance of the Holy Spirit and even the supernatural performance of the kingdom of darkness, okay, since it's Halloween. We're going to read about that. So can I request every one of you to open your Bibles in Acts 19, and, and as you stand up, open your Bibles in Acts 19. We're going to read from verse 11. 20. And God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick, and their diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you. By the Jesus whom Paul proclaims, seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this. But the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know and Paul I recognize, but who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them, mastered all of them and overpowered them so that they fled out that house naked and wounded. And this became known to all the residents of Ephesus both Jews and Greeks, and fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. Also, many of those who were now believers came confessing and divulging their practices. And a number of those who had practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted the value them and found it came to 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. Let's bow our heads and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for just loving us, even though that we are not perfect. You said in your word, while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus, thank you for allowing yourself to be pinned on the cross. Thank you that you were also resurrected, proving that you have gained victory over death. And thank you even that, that you yourself gave us that victory as well. 
Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. We, we ask for you to, to, to speak to us as we hear the preaching of your word. In your mighty name we pray, and everyone say, Amen. Amen. You can all take your seats. There's a town in the United States called Salem, uh, in Salem, Massachusetts. And, and this place, this town, is during the 1600s, this is the town where there were what you called witch hunting. Uh, the people or, of this uh, town who would try to look for people who were practicing uh, witchcraft, were accused of being witched, and they would uh, hang them. Okay, when they are proven that they are witched, they would publicly hang them. And of course, hundreds of years, the traditions change and, and, and time has changed. This is what Salem looks like right now. Salem right now is one of the, or probably is the city that really, when it comes to Halloween, they really take it seriously. In this city, you can see their, their uh, police cars. Okay? They would have uh, logos uh, showing witches. Uh, their, their festivity, when it comes to Halloween, they would ce- celebrate it for one week. Okay? They have a, in there, in that picture, you can see a Salem Witch uh, Museum. They have also a local public school, which is known as Witchcraft, Witchcraft Heights Elementary School. And the Salem High School athletic teams are named the Witches. And the Gallows Hills, where they would publicly execute um, those who have been accused of being witches in the past, currently is used as a playing field for uh, various sports. Their Halloween uh, Festival of the Dead lasts for a little over a week and has different themed events okay, for each day, such as speaking to the dead, conjuring spirits, and a Halloween ball and ghost hunting. That's what um, Salem is. And you know what? During the time of Paul, Ephesus was like that. Ephesus was the equivalent of Salem. In Ephesus, this is where people would, would practice magic arts, uh, dark magic. They would, um, they would practice witchcraft. Um, they would worship demons, astrology. Uh, they would practice occultism and, and all of that. And you can see there, in, there, are, there are warlocks, witches, priests. And because of all of these things, magicians and alborario, diba. Uh, because of all these things, the, the, the city is, is, was in bondage of fear. The power of darkness was just thick in that city. As a result, people are held in bondage by witchcraft and li- lived in fear and darkness, indulging their lust in painful, degrading practices and were sunken in slavery. So that is what or where Paul was in what we read. He was in Ephesus place where dark arts are really being practiced. But now, during that time, before he came to Ephesus, we're going to read the Bible. The, the gospel was spreading like a wildfire in Asia. Then when Paul came here in Ephesus, this is the story that where we want to learn, the extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit. Okay? So right now, as we have read those verses, I have divided those verses or this, the, the, the passage that we read, into three scenes, okay, for us to easily understand uh, the, the setting of, of, the, of the story. So the first scene is this, the extraordinary. 
We can see it in verses 11 to 12. Here, let's read. And God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick, and their diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. You know what? Miracles in itself are already extraordinary. When you see a miracle happen, it's already extraordinary. And here, the passage is saying that God was doing extraordinary miracles. And I wonder, probably one of the reasons why God was, wasn't just doing ordinary miracles, but extraordinary miracles, but because of the situation where Paul was in. Because of this, the city was a place where there are demonic strongholds, magic was easily practiced, and people, if it was just an ordinary miracle, people would probably think that it's just an ordinary magic. But God, we can see that God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, that Paul was performing extraordinary miracles. Before we, un- we try to know these things that are happening, let's define extraordinary. Okay? Here, I, I researched, extraordinary is it's out of the ordinary, Rare, beyond what is ordinary, and Sabrina's dictionary, it's fantastic. So in other words, if you see an extraordinary miracle, the only way or reaction that you, that you will res, uh, do is, is something like this. When you see something extraordinary, you'll just say, Wow, grabe. This is amazing. If you're watching, parang... This dance step, you would hear Sasabena, wow, fantastic baby. <laughs> Why? Because you can only say wow into something that is very extraordinary, something that is not normal. And I believe when God was doing extraordinary miracles in this city, that was the reaction of people. Wow, what is this that is happening? What is this kinds of miracles that is happening? And we can see one of the miracles that, that, that is described here in the Bible in verse 12 is that Paul was able to heal people even though that he was not present with a person. Only through handkerchiefs and aprons. Uh, let me just discuss this. Paul was a minister of the gospel. But one of the things that he does besides ministering to people is that he was also a, a tent maker. That's his job. That's his way of to get income, a way for him to have a living. Of course, Paul is just human. He also needs uh, to eat. He needs to have money for him to be able to eat. So that's, w- that's what he, he does. Uh, he's a tent maker. And uh, a handkerchief, of course, what do we use a handkerchief for? Kapag may pawis tayo, we wipe our, our heads with our, uh, or with our sweat by our handkerchiefs. Aprons. Ito yung ginagamit niya when he starts to, to work and build the uh, tents. Of course, he, he needs to protect his body from probably splinters or whatever that could hurt him. And these things, these things that Paul was using were, if you are going to look at it, they were ordinary things. They were ordinary things that he uses in his daily life. God used these items, the handkerchiefs and aprons, to support the preaching of the gospel. This is my question right now. 
if Paul had these things and God was able to use these things to advance the gospel through miracles, my question is this. As a person sitting in this room, what do you have right now? What do you have right now that can be probably at your own look, it's, this is just ordinary, but you never realize that it is something that God can use to advance His kingdom. When we give our tithes and offering, do we just give it out of religiosity? Because this is how I was brought up. When I go to church, I will just give my money. Or do we have an awareness that when we give our tithes, when we support missions, that we see that this is going to be used to advance the kingdom of God? That missionaries, when I give to missions, that they will use it in a way that would honor God. Is that the way how we see it? I remember there was a time when I was a student, one of the things that I have was a, well, that's not, it wasn't really mine, but my parents. I, I would bring a car when I go to church and, and you know, during our youth service. And after the youth service, we would hang out. But after that, one of the things that we love to do as a group of friends is that we love to bring people home. It's a time for us to be able to, to engage and connect with other people, especially if the, that person is new in church, and we start to befriend them. And you know what? A car. When I see a car, do we see it as something that, that would just bring me here to church? Or do we see it as a, as a tool as well that we can use into being a blessing to other people? How do we see things? What is ordinary to you can be extraordinary for someone else. You know what? Paul was just doing his, his passion. He was just praying for people. For Christians, that is an ordinary thing. That should be an ordinary thing for us, that we should pray for people, that we should minister to them, we should share the gospel to them. Those things are, should be ordinary things to us. But for other people, it could be extraordinary. There was a time that there, a, a friend of mine would tell me, Francis, pray mo naman to. Okay, he was, he's not from church. Francis, pray mo naman to. So I would do, okay, Oh, sige bro, pray kita. Right now na. And that, that person would say, ngayon na? Here in a public place? Oh, ngayon na. Let me pray for you. This sa, sa, sa need mo. Why? For me, it's, a, it's an ordinary thing to pray. But for him, when he heard that, you're going to pray for me here? That was extraordinary for him. You know what? The ordinary things in our life can be extraordinary to someone else. Pastor King, uh, he gave me this story. One prayer and fasting, there was a couple who, who approached him. And the couple was praying for a, a child. Pastor King prayed for the couple. He didn't say, Oh Lord Jesus, we pray for this couple. We invoke thy name. We pray that you're in all of that. He didn't do that. He would just pray a, a simple prayer, a normal Christian prayer. You know what happened after he prayed that? Sadly, um, nakunan yung, yung babae. Okay? Nag, they were able to, to have, kaya the child in the womb uh, died. Then, after a, a year, uh, this couple asked for Pastor King to pray for to dedicate, they wanted to dedicate their car. Every time people would dedicate a car, we don't pray for the car, okay? We, we pray over the, the people 
who owns the car. Okay? The car is just a tool. It's just a thing. We pray for the people. So anyway, the couple was able to see Pastor King again. And Pastor King just had this impression that, pray, that he should pray again for, for the couple. Not knowing what happened. Okay? Not knowing na nakunan yung asawa and all that. So he prayed again. Then after a year, the couple had a child. Pastor King was just doing the ordinary. Or for him, it was just ordinary to, to pray. But for the couple, it became extraordinary when they started to have a child. And take note, the second time Pastor King prayed for the couple without him knowing this, uh, without him knowing this, the second time, because when the, the child, the first time he prayed, namatay nga, di ba? Nakunan. One of the ovaries of the woman, of the was taken out already. So chances are, in the, he- the back of the heads of the couple, when Pastor King was praying for the second time, probably their heads, natanggal na nga yung isang ovary. Kagano kaya to? Wala na nga. <laughs> but Pastor King didn't know that. For him, it's a normal thing to pray. So I, I guess one, this is one of the lessons that we, that we can take home from here, that whatever we are doing, Whatever ordinary thing that we may be doing, don't stop doing it. Don't stop what you're doing. Okay? Don't stop doing the ordinary. Why? Because God can make it extraordinary. When you are there, come on, give God a hand for that. When you're in your office, when you get in your office and you start to pray, to pray for, your, for the salvation of your office mates, just continue to do that. When you try to pray for someone who is sick, just continue to do that. Even if the first time that person said, oh, bro, how do you feel? I prayed for you. Uh, I don't feel good. The following day, you realize that he's absent because he got more sick. Okay? Don't let that discourage you. Just continue doing the ordinary, the ordinary thing for a Christian person okay, who has been saved by Jesus Christ. The ordinary thing. Why? Because it's God's going to make it extraordinary okay so that was scene one the extraordinary god was doing a lot of extraordinary miracles on behalf of paul because he was in a city filled with uh, witchcraft sorcery and all that so let's go to scene two in here in, i call this the the encounter for if you're going to read the story of of paul in this the first two verses Parang when it came to scene two, parang biglang nag-switch. Because the first two verses, we're talking about God was doing extraordinary miracles to Paul. Then, this story came. Parang in-insert. Okay? Which, in this story, we know about the seven sons of Sceva. Okay? Ngayon, these seven sons of Sceva had an encounter. I was hoping that it was an encounter with God, but it was an, a different kind of encounter. So let's read. In verse 13, it says, Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus, or they called on the name of the Lord Jesus, over those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Okay? And those who were doing this were the seven sons of uh, Jewish high priest, which is uh, Sceva. 
the sons of Sceva were Jews, like where the Artendis uh, missions are going sa, sa Israel. They are Jews. When they're, Jews are non-believers. They are not Christians. They don't believe in, in, in the Christ, in Jesus. They're still waiting for a, for a Savior. They are still li- or in other words, they're still living in the Old Testament. Okay? They would probably be, yung sacrifices that we read in the Old Testament, it's probably the things that they're still doing. But this is where I want to focus okay? as we talk about this part of the verse. They said, by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. You know what? When they were saying this, since it's a city full of sorcery and magic, probably this, this uh, exorcist, okay, the, this Jewish exorcist, probably in their minds they could just use this as magic. The name of Jesus. You know what? The name of Jesus is the name above every name. The name of Jesus has power. Yes, it has power, but it would depend on who would call upon it. The name of Jesus is not a magic word. It's not a chant, a spell. It's not an incantation. Okay? They were saying, I cast you in the name of Jesus who I don't believe. Pero Paul believes. That's how they were doing it. Okay? Or in other words, ginaya lang nila. Okay? Gaya-gaya. Because they were saying, wow, Paul was able to, to do extraordinary miracles. Magaya nga to. Diba? Yung ratings ni Paul tumataas eh. Yung ratings namin, hindi. Baka kailangan gayahin ko lang sila kung ano yung ginagawa ni Paul. Ano ba yung ginagawa ni Paul? Diba? Nagda-dub smash ba siya? Hindi. Diba? Sinasabi niya, in the name of Jesus. Okay? So, since that's what he's doing, probably, I just need to do that in the name of Jesus as well. Diba? There's this song na I've been hearing. Sabi dito sa, sa song, they can imitate you, but they can't duplicate you. Because you got something special. Let me tell you this, guys. Okay? You can never duplicate what's not real in your life. You can never duplicate it. Alam natin yung one-to-one, di ba? Pastor Neil, he's the pastor who did one-to-one to me. I consider remember it. I live in Bikutan. I would go to South Mall because that's where... And I was a student back then. I would go there because I want to know more about Jesus. And we were in Burger King, South Mall, 1998. And it was the, the topic was about the Holy Spirit. And there was a slogan by Burger King before. He's, the slogan says, and this is what he, he used when he, we saw the slogan. The slogan said that it ain't the same without the flame. He was telling me, you know what? You can be good at this. You can be, you have, you can be a good speaker. You can, be, you can uh, be good looking and all of that. But you know what? It ain't the same without the flame. Without the Holy Spirit, your greatness, your, your, talent, your talent can only bring you to, to a, a limited point. But when you have the Holy Spirit, it's going to be different. The power of the Holy Spirit is the game changer. And because of that, I still remember that slogan. Every time I would talk about Holy Spirit, I would always be reminded that it ain't the same without the flame. You know what? The sons of Sceva, they may have the proper attire, the proper religious attire. Probably they said the exact words Paul said, 
probably they even uh, tried to do what Paul did, that they would try to build tents. But you know what? Because they don't have the Holy Spirit in them, it ain't the same without the flame. And this is what I want to tell you guys. That's the reason that we need to have or we need to have an encounter not only uh, by the salvation of Jesus Christ, but we really need to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit as well. Kailangan hindi lang natin gayahin. It has to be true to us. That fire that, that we preach, it should be in us as well. Not everyone who calls on the name of the Lord makes you a believer. Not everyone who raises up their hands and say, Jesus is Lord, or in Jesus' name, makes a person a believer already. Oh, let's do this practice. Repeat after me. In Jesus' name. See? Everyone can say it. Anyone can say it. Sabi sa scripture nga that, that not everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It doesn't mean that we, that we do the right things, that we do the right calisthenics, go here in church, raise up our hands, give our offering and all that. But if Jesus is not in us, if the Holy Spirit is not in us, at the end of the day, after a few weeks, after a few months, after a few years, we'll get tired. Why? Because it's not real. If it's real, if it's really true to us, it's going to be planted deep in our hearts. And when trials would come, we know that we may fail from time to time, but we have the confidence and the hope that God will pull through. We have the confidence. People who have understood and experienced the work of Christ on the cross and abide in His Lordship, that they acknowledge that God became man in the form of Jesus, that He lived the life that we should have lived and died the death we should have died. And on the third day, He rose again, proving Himself to be the Son of God. If we believe that, not only in our heads, but also in our hearts, and have experienced that as well, then when we say, in the name of Jesus, we can have the confidence that Jesus is really hearing us. Okay? Come on, give God a hand for that. Next verse. But the evil spirit answered them. Okay, this is the exciting part. Jesus I know, and Paul I recognize. But who are you? Can you say that to the person beside you? Who are you? Okay? Jesus I know, and Paul I recognize. But who are you? Evil spirit. <laughs> and the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped in them, mastered all of them, and overpowered them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Our authority to cast out evil spirit, our authority to heal people, only comes out from our relationship with Jesus. We have the authority to speak to those who are sick. We have the authority to cast out demons. You know what? We have to understand that, that behind the scene of everything that we do, there is something happening that we don't see. One of my revelations just a few months ago, when someone said that that laziness is, in a way, is, is demonic in nature. Sabi ko, when I heard that, oo nga, no? I thought laziness was just something, a biological stuff <laughs> in me. Kulang lang sa tulog. Pero I realized, yeah, laziness can be demonic in nature or probably sleepiness. For example, uh, in some churches, not here, okay? When someone is preaching, di ba? 
sometimes it's going to be hard for us to listen. And you know what? When that is happening to us, we can speak to that. In Jesus' name, I rebuke you, sleepiness. I could remember. I could remember uh, there was a time during our, one of our youth conferences. Jim LaFood is our senior prophet in our Every Nation movement. Uh, I respect him. I, I really recognize that he's a prophet. But for me as a young student, it's just... It's just hard for me to listen to him. One is uh, probably his voice. There's a voice that I want to listen to that I can easily capture. Di ba kung, kung monotone yung boses, katulad ko? Di ba? Parang hirap makinig. Di ba? Pero unlike kung yung, your voice is something powerful like that, you, you could easily listen to that person. So he has, in a way, that kind of voice. Second, of course, I'm, I have a hard time listening to him because he has an English accent. Okay, he's American. So sometimes I have a hard time trying to understand uh, American, especially if, if you're there talking in a mic and all that. But during that time, in our youth conference in, in Baguio, my friends were already uh, thinking, oh no, this is going to be boring <laughs> and all that. But there's just something, it's, again, it's not me, it's just that I said in that time, at least at that moment, I will listen to this person. I will listen to this person. And thank God because I made that decision. Because I made that decision, God gave me the grace to, to really listen to that person. And I was able to get something after his, his preaching. Like some of my friends who, who, who said, uh, I didn't get anything because same reason. <laughs> okay? But the reason why I'm saying that is, is because sometimes these things, we have to understand that there are things that are happening in the background that we don't understand. Probably that, you, that lack that you're experiencing, probably you fought with someone, probably you fought with your spouse, your, your, your sibling, okay? Kapatid mo, nakaaway. You know what? More than the natural things that we see, there's something happening behind the scene that we could cast out. That we could say, in the name of Jesus, I pray for this household that there will be peace, that there will be forgiveness, that there will be understanding. I pray, Jesus, that your love will be in this house. We can have that. We can say that. Because of our relationship with Jesus, we have the authority to say such things. Imagine the situation during this, this time. Uh, this guy was really strong. Seven people against one person. I could imagine they were trying. Some, if I was in that group, that seven people, and that's one guy, I could see that he's already hitting, binubugbog niya na yung ibang kaibigan, probably I would try to get away. Diba? Tatakas ako. But then, all of them got naked and wounded. Probably, I was thinking, when he was trying to hit one of the sons, siguro when he saw one of the guys trying to run, hey, saka pupunta, balik ka dito. He would try to drag them again. He would hit them and, and continue to do what, what that possessed man was doing. And you know what? At first, these guys, they would they thought that they were in control. But they realized that they weren't. And I guess the reason why I'm saying that is because we have to understand when, when it comes to trying to practice in the occults or horoscopes and all that, we have to realize that sometimes, especially in, in our time, it's, it's so commercialized. Witchcraft, palm reading. In Korea, when we went to Korea, me and my wife, a few weeks ago, there were a lot of source palm reading for, for their love life. Okay, and these things could be probably something not harmful for us. Sa simula, it could be a normal thing for us, diba? But you know what? 
if we try to mess with these kinds of practices, we might end up like the seven sons of Sceva. At first, we thought we were in control. But at the end of the day, we are pulled back again. We are in bondage. We are beaten up. Today, our people are fascinated with the paranormal, not understanding the danger it possesses. We have to understand that demons are real, and they have power as well. But their power is severely limited. I thank God that, yes, demons are real, and they have power, limited power, but the Jesus that I serve has unlimited power. That's the reason why, that's the reason why I can be confident. When I was in high school, I hanged out with my friend, me and my brother. Then we were in their house. Then their, their house helper became, uh, became possessed. And during that time, I was uh, afraid. I didn't know what to do. Good thing my, my friend knows what to do and all that. I was not a believer. I wasn't a Christian back then. But you know what? One of the things that I was reminded of when I became a Christian, when I made Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior, I was reminded of that moment when I was afraid of a spirit who dwelled on the helper of my, of my friend. I was reminded that if this would happen again, that spirit, that evil spirit should watch out because I am already a Christian. Because if that happens, he's going to experience a beating of his life already. Okay? Why? Why can I say that? Because at the end of the day, it's not about my spirit, my abilities, but because I have the confidence that I have the authority to, to come against these evil things. And if you are a believer here, you should have that confidence as well. You should have that confidence because you have a relationship with Jesus. Okay? One of the things that we can learn from this story is that it is dangerous to play around with things of the devil, but we can also find that it is dangerous for a non-believer to play with the things of God. It is very dangerous. If you are just playing around, if you just come here in church and play around, it's very dangerous as well. So that's scene two. Scene one, extraordinary miracles. Scene two, encounter with, with the dark forces, with the seven sons of Sceva. Scene three. And I will end with this. Acts 19, verse 17. And this became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks. You know what? It became known what happened to the seven sons of Sceva. They, people tweeted it probably. They videoed the beating and posted it in YouTube and Facebook. They got a lot of hits. But it says here that both Jews and Greeks. We have to understand that Jews are very religious. Greeks are, these are Gentiles. Okay? Tayon, we are uh, irreligious. It just says that, that because of what happened, no matter if you are religious, very, very religious, sagrado kang ganito sa religion na to, okay? Or, or you're irreligious, like you're an atheist, you're in all of that. You know what? When a person has an encounter with Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter if you're religious or irreligious. There will be a shaking. A shaking in a way, the Holy Spirit, hoy, Francis, you have to understand this. Hey, Francis, this is real. Hey, Francis, God wants to speak to you. God wants to have a relationship with you. There will be a shaking. It doesn't matter. So what this, this means, if you have someone in your, in, your, in your house 
Sabi natin, there's, they're, they're very religious or they're not that religious. Or in your office, you're saying, ah, I can't reach out to this person because this person is very religious in this religion. Or this person ah, doesn't believe in God. You know what? Let this be an encouragement for us. It doesn't matter if they are religious or religious. When they have encounter with Jesus, there will be shaking. And they will know what happened. Or what happened, not only in your life, but in what Jesus did for them. Fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was exalted. It was highly praised. Jesus was exalted. In verse 18, it says here, Also, many of those who were now believers came confessing and divulging their practices. You know what? When you start to have an encounter with Jesus, you don't just extol Him. You don't just give Him praise. When you start to have a genuine encounter with Jesus, you'd confess, you'd fall down on your knees and say, Jesus, I repent. And here, they said that they divulge their practices. But when you say divulge, they revealed it. You know what? The only person that can reveal his secrets, his dark secret, is when he started to understand the truth. When he, that person really wants to change. If that person really wants to change, whatever secrets I have, I'll bring it. I'll bring it out. I guess that's my question right now for some of us here. Is there anything that we are hiding that needs to be brought out in the light of Christ? One quote that I, I like is that you can't fake the fire. If you want to be passionate for God, you can't be passionate for God by just raising up your hands or just singing songs or just coming here. Your, that passion, that fire should start in our hearts. And when that happens, you'll be able to preach the gospel, share the gospel. It would be okay for you if people would try to think of you na, ay, ito si Francis, ganito lang yan. You're secure because you are more filled by the love of Christ than what people would say outside. What happened? And they counted, uh, and the number of those who had practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted the value of them and found it came to 50,000 pieces of silver. They counted the value of them. You know what? Every time we surrender something to God, it just means it would cost us. It would probably cost us our pride. It would probably cost us our reputation. Ah, magtatas ka ng kamay dyan? Nakakaya. Huwag <laughs> ka magtas ng kamay. Titignan ka lang ng mga tao. Di ba? But if you really want to have an encounter with Jesus, yes, it's free, but it will cost you. It will cost you your whatever thing that you're holding on to. You will let it go. Because you will realize that the thing that you're holding to is nothing compared to the thing that God wants to give us. Okay? And what happened in Acts 19, verse 20? So the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. The outcome of being under the authority of Christ is that the Holy Spirit empowers ordinary people to produce extraordinary results. Our question earlier, can God, how can I do extraordinary things in my ordinary life? It's the Holy Spirit who's going to do the ordinary things in your life in something extraordinary. Is God willing to use me, an ordinary person like me? I, I'm just a student. I'm just an employee. Okay? You know what? God, the Holy Spirit empowers, will empower you. An ordinary person like you, 
to produce extraordinary result. You won't be like Superman. You'll still be you. But the results will be different. When you are changed by Jesus, whatever you do will be extraordinary. Before, if you are an employee, you work and all of that, you're working hard, ordinary things. But when you have encounter with Jesus, now the results will be different. I don't know. God works in different ways. It's you to find out how God will speak to you. How God will reveal that extraordinary thing. Because if all of these things are happening in all of us, that will not be extraordinary already. That will just be ordinary. So there's something unique that God will do in your life. And God is the only one who can reveal it. But I pray that we will always be reminded that the Holy Spirit empowers ordinary people to produce extraordinary results. Amen? Can you bow our head and pray? Come on, give God a hand. Lord Jesus, we just want to lift you up. The name above every name. Jesus, we recognize that the authority given to us from the Holy Spirit comes out of our relationship with you. Thank you, Jesus, that out of the ordinary things that we do, you can make it extraordinary. Lord, even right now, thank you that even though that we are ordinary people, that we may fall from time to time, but thank you that the extraordinary results is not dependent on what we do. It's not dependent of how good we are. It's not, it's not dependent of how good we've been. But thank you that the extraordinary results will be because of, of your Holy Spirit wanting to bring glory to the Father's name. I pray, Lord God, for each one that we would hold on to that. If you are here and you're saying, I want to have, I'm just an ordinary person, but I want to have extraordinary results. If you're that person, I want you to lift up your hands. If you're saying, I'm an ordinary person, but I want to have extraordinary results when it comes to my campuses, when it comes to my family, when it comes to my work, when I share the gospel that signs and wonders would follow me, because I'm ordinary but my prayer is that I want to have extraordinary results Lord you see these hands Lord God Lord I pray Lord God that as they humbly admit that they are ordinary people Lord God humbling themselves before you thank you Lord God that you are the ones going to produce extraordinary results that signs and wonders would follow them that when they pray for a person healing would come but that when they pray for a person when, when it comes to finances that provision would come, Lord God. That when they pray for people, Lord God, for restoration of fa- families, Lord God, that that unity and love would come in the household of those people, Lord God. That when they pray for salvation of people, Lord God, that salvation would come. Lord, thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.